Gonna drop it like a bear. <sighs> sure. Like a drop bear. to Minds at York. I'm Megan. My name is Alex. And I'm Tim. How's it going? Pretty good. Can't complain. Actually, I could. I could complain about a lot of things, but I'm not gonna. How about you, Meg? I'm doing excellent. Thank you for asking. I don't sound like a fucking robot like you two. Does not compute. Yes. I was about to say, run through those answers. Come on. There's yeah. got to be a response in there. Reticulating splines. <sighs> Man, we are low energy today, guys. All right. Well, Hang we on. read an Animorphs book. Let me consume some caffeine. I've never met a robot. <laughs> I feel like that's impossible as you sit in front of a fucking computer. Well, okay. I've never. Well, all right. My computer doesn't talk to me. My vacuum's a robot. I've got a robotic vac- vacuum. I was about to say Rosie's a robot, and we love Rosie, and she doesn't talk. Rosie from the Jetsons? Rosie the Roomba. Oh. Yes, Rosie from the Jetsons. I was about to say she very much does talk. She does. Rosie, who is named after Rosie from the Jetsons, does not. Do you have one of those little square mop robots that follows around the uh, sweeping robot, vacuuming robot? And if so, is it named, I believe, Henry was the name of the robot Rosie was in love with? No, but if this is actually a thing, then I think I just found my mother's Christmas slash birthday present and the name for it. This is actually a thing. I'm not, I cannot remember, gun to my head, if Henry is the other robot who Rosie is in a relationship with or the building's janitor who built him. But it's one of the two. And the robot definitely had a name. Why would the building have a janitor when you have... A cleaning robot. Because things break. Janitor's another name for electrician, I guess? Yeah, pretty much. That's really more what he did. Okay. I think at one point in the the run of Jetsons, he's like, I'm tired of doing this. Robots exist. Why am I doing this? Let me build one. And then he and Rosie fell in love. If not, hello, this is my uh, Jetsons specs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm enjoying your Jetsons fanfic. Not going to go to archive of our own while Tim gives us a summary of what happens in the unexpected. No. The Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> you cannot make the same fucking joke twice. Damn it's it, not did funny. I make that joke last <laughs> yes. time? I yeah, don't know, but I feel no, no, like no. you did. No, no, no. Once you make the same joke twice, it becomes a callback joke and it's perfectly legitimate. No, it doesn't. That was simply a callback joke that he didn't remember that he already made. Why am I on this podcast? Book 44, The Unexpected. The gang is in Morph, trying to stop the Yerks from taking a piece of bug fighter the government found. Cassie goes through some strange morphs to escape the Yerks. She ends up in a cargo hold of a plane that takes off. The plane is suddenly frozen mid-flight. The Yerks are in a bug fighter. A couple of hork 
are quickly defeated by Cassie Polar Bear. The Yerks try again in greater numbers, but Cassie escapes by jumping out of the plane and morphing an osprey. Cassie lands and morphs a flea to hide from a bug fighter. When she demorphs, she's encountered by a kid named Yami and his dog, who had seen the whole thing. Yami takes Cassie to look at kangaroos, where she acquires one. Yami then takes Cassie to his home, where she rests. They are in the Australian desert. Yami's grandfather made Cassie a boomerang with a piece of bug fighter and damn near killed himself. Cassie morphs a hork bajir and amputates his leg. Then Visser 3 shows up with a bunch of taxons and hork bajir, so Cassie morphs a kangaroo with a boomerang. There is a gang fight between yurks and kangaroos. The uncles show up with boomerangs. A tourist plane flies through so the yurks book it. A chi had hitched a ride on the blade ship to take Cassie home. The gang hangs out at the gardens. So, Tim, your your little processing error there in the middle. They say one in three podcast hosts are actually robots. And you say you've never met a robot. Oh, no. I hadn't done that math. I am living out ex machina. You're in a cabin with the two of us and one of us is a robot that the other has built? And then we spend the whole movie trying to figure out if I'm a robot also. No, they, that, she's aware she's a robot. Yeah, but and what Oscar to... Isaac and uh, yeah, what, General the... Hawks both know they're humans. Well, Don't we don't call... know that General Hawks knows he's a human. Isn't that he... the bit of the movie? I no, think the whole he's... point is to see if, he, if she can make him fall for her like a human would. Yeah, if she can pass as human. Yeah, but you don't know that Donald Gleason is a human. <laughs> Well, Tim, you don't know that a lot of people in movies aren't robots if you want to be technical. That's true. I have to know that Oscar Isaac is a real person. Please don't take Oscar that Oscar Isaac me. is a real no, person. Oscar don't Isaac worry. is a real person. It was the other one that, that was debate about whether or not he was a robot. Gen- in General case Hawks. you're wondering, there are nine works in the Jetson archive of our own. And one is as recent as August 20th. I have terrifying questions because I don't trust the internet. And I'm not going to ask them on this podcast. No, just, we've been through this already with Grimace. I just No good can come there, from this. There is one that definitely has crossover with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And yeah. I don't think the timeline of that matches up. Now, canonic, it, it depends, Tim, because if you're looking at this as the Jetsons are real and the Roger Rabbit universe is real, then maybe not. But if you look at this from the in- internal logic of Roger Rabbit, in which all cartoon characters are their own kind of life form living in Toon World and are contemporaneous with one another and just play actors on cartoons or are actors playing characters on cartoons, then they're all contemporaneous. You wrote this, didn't you? No. You were very, very quick to defend that point, (laughs) is all I'm saying. 
I'm just a fan of metafiction. <laughs> no, considering some other stuff that is going on in these tags for that story, it is definitely not something that Alex wrote. I'm just going to leave it there. Don't ask any questions. Nope. Moving on. Mm-mm. I specifically didn't ask questions. I suspect yeah. for that reason. That was for any listeners that happen to think that mm, we should ask questions. We nope. should not. We should not. The minute we go down this rabbit hole, we'll end up with another Discord channel that nobody wants to go to. Who framed Roger Rabbit Hole? Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 Mm-mm. nope. That goes with the tags. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and lay my beef with this book on the table. Wait, Alrighty. before you do that, oh. this was ghostwritten by Lisa Hark Raider. I'm reading my own handwriting and that is a problem. Lisa Hark Raider, uh, it is the first book that they did. Uh, they're going to do two more. So be prepared for more. I'm really glad writing. that I don't know this person. Because I would make Raiders of the Lost Hark jokes all of the time. All and this is why most of, of us want to change our name after we meet you. Yes. Yes. It's why I refuse to go bowling with Tim. Ask not for who balls. Oh, I think we have to bleep that, though, which actually makes it funnier. <laughs> why do you have to? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, we don't we do. say last names, yeah, except Jin. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm going to lay my yeah. beef on the table now that we know whose feet to lay it at and why they're standing on the table. I don't know. Um, Uluru is nowhere near Sydney. There's no way a plane flies over <laughs> Uluru on the way to Sydney from anywhere in the United States. Uluru is basically the geographic goddamn center of the continent of Australia. And she was clearly on a plane to Sydney because all the luggage tags said SYD on them. I feel so bad for you saying that because I'm going to follow it up with the fact that the trivia of this in the Annie base is how proud the author is of all the research that she did for this book. From things about planes to boomerangs to aboriginals. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) you missed a little one, I guess. Well, uh... Which is fine. Shit happens. Yeah, I can I cannot speak to any accuracy or any accuracies towards the the portrayal of Aboriginal peoples. Although, feels a little bit. Hey, here are some magical indigenous <sighs> folks. But Uluru, way far away. It is near Alice Springs. That part is right. I feel like it could have been much worse. It I will say been. that. Like I feel like nineties. I feel like it was pretty good. If our choice is between this and everybody gets stuck in the Arctic and we meet uh, tropes of indigenous people there, I'll take this one over that one. Yeah. Yeah. It still has polar bears and it doesn't have Marco whining or dead baby seals. No, but we do get some great Marco axe moments. And the fact that they're working together constantly and just like maybe my OTP is changing. My OTP is not changing. But. Is this where the ship comes from though? I mean like towards the end when Mark was like, I'll buy you some more food. I was like, oh, that's right. Treat Axe right. Yeah. <laughs> this popcorn's on me, boo. Exactly. This was about the right time. To- no, this was a little early to call someone boo. 
This is 2000. Is so, there yeah, it's a little early. Ever a right time to call someone boo? Well, I can think of two cases. One, around the release of the Usher song, My Boo. And two, if you are referring to beloved Animaniacs character, Chicken Boo. Or if oh my god, I have not thought of Chicken Boo in many a year. Your partner is a ghost. Just call him Boo. It's okay. Uh, I mean, I- technically, Tim is our podcasting partner and is a ghost. So I I would like to motion that henceforth we just refer to Tim as Boo. I'm going to second that. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All oh. opposed? The eyes carry. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, oh, I have a hammer. Gavel, gavel. It passes. It's a nice, nice hammer you have that just says the words <laughs> gavel, gavel in my voice. <laughs> Anyway, the song My Boo was released in 2004. It was the strangest okay. Foley work I've ever seen. I was hammering up here earlier. I left my hammer up here. Yeah, no, you had the hammer and Alex said the words gavel, gavel. I'm telling like you, we that actually... was the hammer. The hammer did that. That's not... Tim, don't slander, don't slander Meg's hammer this way. Oh, yep, it does say on here, it says gavel, gavel. Yep, yeah, sorry, missed that. I, I, I really, like, I can't wait for the complaints from the neighbors well, about your hammer at 7 in the morning that just sounds like Alex saying gavel, 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 gavel. It, it's actually a replica of the one used on beloved children's television program, Yo Gavel Gavel. <laughs> I don't like the implication that I'm up at 7 a.m. Who the fuck is up at 7 a.m.? I work from home now. <laughs> The fun thing about it is the harder Meg hammers, the louder it shouts gavel. <laughs> really, really big. You do understand, words. both of you, that I still have shit that I have to put up on my walls, and now I'm never going to be able to do that because I'm just going to laugh the whole time. She's going to quietly mumble gavel, gavel. No, I am not. <laughs> it's going to be some weird bizarro, like, hamburglar situation. I'm just going to hide in a closet and never leave so that I can sneak out when she starts hammering and just whisper, gavel, 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 gavel. And that's how I die. <laughs> and I died. It was both of us. We both died in that moment. My heart stops. The hammer slips. It's fine. Alex is a gavel morph. All right. So yet again, we have Cassie completely fucking alone. And I got to start feeling bad for her. I don't know. I feel like the others are holding her back. <laughs> the fact that they take down four hork with boomerangs, and I had to sit there and go, sure, okay. Fucking need a boomerang now. Yeah. I, I, I like the whole speech about when, when she's like, doesn't it come back? And he's like, oh, no, no, this is a murder boomerang. <laughs> This one is simply, yeah, simply, simply designed for killing. Hunting. Watch, watch as I decapitate this flower from 50 yards with this murder boomerang that I killed Hunting. myself making. And I would like to go ahead and point out this is a great situation for Cassie. Because if there is any animal on this planet that she can murder without compunction, it's kangaroos because they're so overpopulated that there's almost constantly a a government mandated call on kangaroos that if you bring them in you get money for it because there's not enough food for them ever that's so sad why why did you tell me that as 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 soon as she morphed the kangaroo and stuck the boomerang in her pouch 
I thought we like no one has ever leaned so hard into the Australian outback trope. <laughs> I mean, than Animorphs right now. Well, that is true and will remain true until Kangaroo Jack comes out. Okay. Which I think is a spiritual sequel to this book. But two, she didn't take it out of her pouch before she morphed back to human. So there is just shit. a boomerang floating through Z space. Oh shit. And at some point it's just gonna like cut the cut the tail blade off of an Andalite ship or something. And that ship's gonna be defenseless against the Yerks. And this will be the thing that the costs the whole Yep. Oh no. It's gonna cost the Andalites the whole war. Is it a, well, it, oh, it's a murder boomerang, too. Yeah. Hunting. It's not a, it's not a comeback boomerang, because that would just go in circles around Z-Space forever. No, this one just keeps going. Yeah. How bad would it be if it were a comeback boomerang, and then as soon as she morphed again, it popped back in <laughs> and just smacked her in the head and knocked her unconscious? And this is why you are not an Animorphs ghostwriter. <laughs> Now, hang on. I think this qualifies me to be an yeah, animal's ghost writer. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. No, I, I have to say, as we've seen by the Spanish Inquisition bit, I, Alex's callback game is strong. So I feel like he could plant that boomerang, boomerang seed in a book and then probably 30 <laughs> books later make that thing come back. Yeah. Chekhov's boomerang. Chekhov's boomerang. Alex's boomerang. If if Alex uses a boomerang in book one, he has to use it again in book 47. Why 47? I'm curious. We're coming up on book 47. Not immediately, but like three more. <laughs> what if book 47 is called the boomerang? It means it's, this shit gets really far off the rails before <laughs> we finally get to an ending. That's what it means. Alex Alex jumps over the shark and then throws a murder boomerang at it while he's in midair. Hey, uh, Alex just puts himself in the books. Listeners, two words, fan art. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, Alex, create your own art. He can't draw shitty Alex's, only shitty Andalites. No, I can also draw shitty Alex's, but I won't. You can draw a shitty Andalite with a boomerang. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I should yeah. get back to the shitty Andalite. That's true. Problem is I bought a new computer a while back and my, my... Yes, I actually make the shitty Andalites using a, a tablet. An actual program. No, oh, and Photoshop, yes, but Photoshop and a drawing tablet. Um, just goes to show you, you can't buy talent. Uh, <laughs> but, and on a Mac. Yeah, well... The the tablet I use doesn't work with my new Mac, so oh, that sucks. Maybe I'll dust off the laptop and clean off some space on it and let it be my shitty Andalite machine. Sounds good. That's Alex's new nickname, by the way. Shitty Andalite machine. That's it. So yeah. Thanks, we got... <laughs> <laughs> We've got Cassie alone. Does that count as a callback? I think that was a callback. I don't think someone is in the same fucking episode and only five minutes later. I Five minutes might be enough time. Tim, when you only have six jokes, they're all callbacks. <laughs> <laughs> we read an Animorphs book this week. We did. 
lord. And I just want to go ahead and lay my beef here on the table. (laughs) 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 We're going to make like Megamorphs number four and go back to the beginning. So Cassie's alone. (laughs) And they send essentially a Yurk fleet, including Visor 3, after her. I mean, Cassie is, look, this is on the heels of Cassie single-handedly clearing out that power station. They don't know that she's the one that did that. We know that she's the one that did that. No, they know she did that. Oh, they wait, don't who, know who, that who's she's not the that? Andalite. They oh, the, the, the Yurks. Yurks. They don't okay. have a clue. Yeah. She left yeah. no for survivors. They don't know it was her specifically. Tim, it's now really the time to to be Amazon shopping for murder boomerangs, as you call them. Hunting! And don't buy them on Amazon, come on. It's the first place I look for stuff. Wondering. I don't know what the... Authentic hunting boomerang. You can try authentic murder boomerang, but I don't think you necessarily want that in your search history. You will get pages from issues of Suicide Squad. If you search for Yeah, that. this is true. This is true. This is... Oh, man. Courtney. What is his last name? Jai. Jai. Yeah. Jai yeah. White? Yes. Um, maybe I'll just get a, a comeback boomerang and just, like, paint murder on it. I don't think that's better. I think that is, in fact, worse. I'm, I'm going to agree with Meg on this one. <laughs> Because <laughs> in my mind, instantly, it's a red paint, and it's yeah. dripping. Yeah. Also, it'd be my luck that somebody, like, around me would get killed with a boomerang. Yes, in and fact, they, yes. Yeah, they'd be like, well, who do we know that has a murder boomerang? Oh, there's this guy who has a boomerang that says murder on it. It's got these cool hot rod flames. It could definitely <laughs> kill. <laughs> Sometimes when we're recording, I'm like, would I walk away from them if we were in the mall in the 90s and pretend like I didn't know them? And the answer is yes. Yes, in fact. Yes. I mean, yeah. That was my experience with most people. (laughs) So I'm going to say yes. (laughs) Also, like, while we're on the subject of Tim uh, desecrating boomerangs, like, Let's remember these are devices with important uh, uh, historical social functions and meanings. Yes. We are making fun of Boo. We are not making fun of boomerangs. Yes. Although we could make lemon meringue pies in the shape of ghosts. <laughs> Just... <laughs> um, okay. What? They would boomerangs. be boomerangs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no i and and like just so i don't sound like a jerk is that true i like i know nothing of the history of a boomerang yeah like boomerangs actually are uh traditional hunting tools for aboriginal peoples uh Certainly they're not the only thing used. Nets and spears were also commonly used. If you look at Aboriginal art, you'll usually see a combination of the three. Uh, but yeah, they had 
they had a key role in pre-colonial uh, uh, Aboriginal lifestyle. And I'm sure, you know, that some of that is preserved, the, the treatment of Aboriginal peoples in Australia. I did live in Australia for a while and took history classes in this, so I know a little bit. Uh, was Was not a whole hell of a lot better than our treatment of Indigenous peoples in the yeah. Americas. That 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 sounds like I wouldn't it would track. Yeah. Be surprised if it was worse considering what Australia was used for. Um I'm gonna say pro I'm sure in some ways, especially if you want to get into things that were done to the environment, the introduction of cloven hoofed animals absolutely decimated the Australian fauna and flora. Uh then there were experiments to do things like reverse the direction of rivers that ran across the continent that further destroyed uh uh the ecosystem it was not not great um in now admittedly this is in a a a university setting in 2009 so i'm sure this was very whitewashed um it does seem like there was a little more working with and reliance on aboriginal peoples for for colonist survival because they were shiploads of prisoners who were just dumped on the shore and told hey start up a colony but it was still you know a lot of taking advantage of and manipulation of indigenous peoples now i i come up with some some pretty harebrained ideas that that often never come to any kind of fruition what on earth would compel somebody to want to reverse the flow of a river. Well, it flowed, I believe it originally flowed west, and so Australian cities, all right, 95% of the population of Australia lives in a city because, well, most of the continent Big ass is... bugs. Most of the continent is hot and desert. So Big ass bugs. Big ass bugs. Big ass snakes. Yes, those things. Uh, but mostly because... Cities formed on bodies of water because if you're not on a body of water, it's hard to get water in Australia. The exception being Canberra, which is between Sydney and Melbourne because they couldn't agree on which would be the capital. Um, so you reverse the direction of the water to get better water to a city. Oh, okay. Or to get okay. water to a city, period. It didn't work. Yeah, all. I can only imagine... Can I, and then I promise I'll stop with the Australian history lesson, can I tell you my favorite thing about the the, the uh, first group of prisoners sent over to Australia to set up this colony? Sure. They realized that they would need paper money, and they realized they had one person on the boat with the skill set to make that happen. A forger. <laughs> who nice. for many, many years was on one of the Australian bills and I think eventually held like a cabinet level position. But yeah, um, they put a forger on their money at one point because he made it. This sounds like something out of a bad science fiction like movie. Like we're going to like a prison planet. Like I, I can't believe that's a real fact. I mean, it was colonized because the Revolutionary War happened, and they didn't have Georgia to send prisoners to from right, the UK right. anymore. Yeah. That's that's buck wild. And he put his own face on the bills. 
I don't think he put them there. That's the wild part. It was later after he was dead, they're like, we should honor him, an important founder, put him on the money. That makes him the single greatest forger of all time. <laughs> I know, like, right? That dude made it. That's a rags to riches story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all forgery is a rags to riches story if you think about it. <laughs> if you're good at it. If you're good at it. It's true. So we know how Alex feels about this book. Tim, I don't think you quite gave us what you thought. All right. Well, let me just lay my beef with this book out on the table. Uh, actually, I don't have any beef with this book. I like this book. It's about to be like, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's no, a first. No, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, uh, it, it did feel kind of like the Animorphs go to Australia kind of special. Like, like it was... Like some like box they had to check off, like the <laughs> the the Australian adventure. This was kind of a weird like. Yeah. If you are a '90s children's property, eventually you have to go to yeah. Australia thing. Yeah. Because I know there was a Power from. Rangers episode where they got <laughs> like I think I, I want to say it was like a three part mini series where they get stranded <laughs> in Australia. Maybe that is why our generation loves Australia. But and and the other thing is I don't mind it so much when Cassie is Cassie's stories are better when Cassie is alone <clears throat> anyway, because everybody kind of like craps on Cassie a lot. Uh, I, I I don't say that just to be like it sucks for Cassie. It's just a really weird trend that I've noticed. Yeah, yeah I mean I get it. But it, it it's almost it makes the stories a little bit easier to read when she's not kind of always having to fight for her opinion sure. with the rest of the group and she just gets to be sort of the lone point of the story which e- it even still comes in because she like throws in what other people would be saying to her if they were here i like something that that happens in this one too because i started to i started to grouse at the book a little bit there's a passage where cassie's like i keep making these bad decisions and everything that goes wrong is a result of my bad decisions in this very general sense and i'm like that's not normally true and then she's like but that's not normally true usually i make i make good decisions too this is just a stretch of bad ones i'm like okay cool but like that acknowledgement and like we get sort of a list of some of the hard decisions she's had to make even the quick acknowledgement of her murking all of those pork bajir last book yeah um yeah i definitely feel like her morality is higher in this one like it's it's just getting heavier and heavier as we go along yeah but uh, i i love the the grandfather when the the grandfather basically says to knock it off like these people are here because they're bad when she's trying to yeah. blame herself for them being here. And I feel I'm like that like, is yeah. like a, yeah, like a really good teenage versus adult kind of feeling. Yeah. And and there's this, like, these unexpected consequences that keep happening that she hey. likes to pin on herself. Hey, hey Tim. Hey, Tim. Hey. You hey. just said the, you, you just said the word of the day, the magic word, whatever the term from Pee Wee's Playhouse is. The unexpected consequences. Ah, ah. <laughs> but I'm not going to oh. scream like Paul Rubens into a microphone. Thank you. There's there's no universe where you can foresee a man cutting his leg with a piece of bug fighter because you blew it up. 
Like, I, I, I don't see how you're in any way. I understand her guilt from that. Man, I really understand her guilt from that. But I also stand, understand his him coming in being like, they would have come eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But Which, there's a good chance they would have come after he died. Who knows? Like, that, who fucking knows? But, yeah. That does lead to kind of my one serious criticism of this book. Um, What's to say they're not going to come back and murder everybody there? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with the fact that maybe it is really fucking hard to find. Let me have this piece, Alex. Sure. Okay. I you saw know, you gearing hang up. On. Hang up. You know, you're right. That's a good point. <laughs> the desert is big. Australia is huge. Big bugs. Yeah. Get the big kangaroos bugs. away. I, it is well documented that Visser 3 does not care for snakes. Yes. This is true. I, d- I also don't... Like, they have to assume that the Andalite would have left that area... And that there probably is no reason to return there. These are not people who are going to call their newspaper. I mean, in part... Do they have a newspaper? In they part, get the mail once a week. The issue is, you're right, but you're thinking, oh, is it from a human? They're either blown up, couldn't be found, or they've been yurked. I... I then again, when you fucking kill four hork with four boomerangs, I'd leave them the fuck alone, too. <laughs> so maybe they did just go, you know what? Murder boomerangs. Hunting boomerangs. <laughs> Look, Tim has become an environmentalist. Like Cassie, he believes that all hunting is murder. I find I that mean, uh, to be bullshit. I mean, I don't. Like, I am I'm not what I would call an environmentalist, but I absolutely cannot argue with that statement. <laughs> this book is on more of a plane than I realized. Yeah. Than I remembered. Oh, yes. Um, it's a great chance to check in with, with, with Meg about plane insurance. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. There was a lot of things that happened here. I was like, hold on. Hold on. So what ha- what? What would happen if a hole were ripped in the side of the plane, half the luggage fell out over Australia, probably hitting some people in the head? Likely uh, fell in the water. Well, no, I guess Cassie fell into the fucking desert. Yeah, I no, mean, they made, a, they made a big old loop around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they flew to the dead center and then back out again. So, I would be curious about the Australian air charts. I did not look those up before. Having but flown into Sydney before, Sydney is the first thing you see before you that's not water before you land in Sydney. I believe it. I believe it. It doesn't arc over Australia. I I mean, even if you were put in a holding pattern, they're not gonna put you in a holding pattern. No, it's not gonna to, be that big of a holding pattern. Because if, if she was on the plane fourteen, sixteen hours, that's just long enough to get there. But she doesn't know how long she's on the plane. She was guessing. I do find it interesting that apparently all the passengers survived. You rip a hole that big in a plane. Well, I, uh, the that other thing was... not landing easily. So they freeze time. They open the cargo hold. They unfreeze time with the cargo hold They freeze open. the plane in the air. Yeah. So uh, wouldn't the cargo hold being open 
cause an issue? Well, I think I don't think it's so much they actually ripped the hole in as much as they opened a hatch. Because Cassie then closes that hatch again. Yeah, but that's what I'm okay. saying. Even if you're flying with that hatch open, well, wouldn't was, that be I mean, an issue? It, it's pressurized, so it is an issue. Yeah, as soon as the, the force field is gone, yeah. Do they pressurize the cargo hold as well as the cabin? If they didn't, they the plane would to. explode. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It is sort of one piece, isn't it? As it turns out. <laughs> no, but... Sure. I mean, Look, like, it, it, we it, know, it operates that way. Meg, we know Boo's fear of sitting in an airplane seat. You know what, And then Tim? hitting a button and dropping him through a trap door. Let him believe it's all one solid piece so he doesn't No, it is not this. one solid piece. And you know why? Because, because, because we never to get to torture you. Tim? Because no, there's that no. one piece that I sit on every time I'm in a plane that's different than the rest of it that I'm going to fall <laughs> out the bottom of. No, I'm trying to go the opposite direction of, you're right, it's not one piece. So that way, if something breaks and explodes at the bottom in the cargo hold, no, it's not going to cause the rest of the plane to crash. Hey, Tim, how yeah. was that for a callback? Yeah, no, that was a good one. Thanks. That was a good one. Also, that, this is forget about your fear plane, many, sorry. many episodes ago. This is definitely not how Lost starts either. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that the author took the time to like call and ask how planes and all of this stuff so i am going to give her the benefit of the doubt that maybe she doesn't understand holding patterns but <laughs> i'm gonna watch lost again with a yerk mindset and see if it makes any more sense this time all of lost is just elemist bullshit yeah there was a polar bear <laughs> you know what on that island jj abrams i might be able to get through lost thinking that <laughs> let me try it after time after time i still won't my first note for this was that something good better be coming because it seems like a waste of a book. Now they had to check that that box, I'm telling you. The Australia. I, you, you couldn't have a whole run without going to Australia. I guess. Like, I don't know. I feel like this would have been fine as 25. Yeah. But it's weird as 44. But that is also assuming that they knew that they were coming down to the, you know, last arc soon. They procrastinated on their Australian adventure. They did. They did. But then again, I think this book also relies a lot on the fact that Cassie has excellent morphine abilities that she has had to cultivate yeah. for 44 books. Because she, she does the mid-morphing thing several times in the book. Yeah. Plus, if she had a kangaroo morph too early... She would be too powerful. <laughs> you don't true. want Cassie to be OP. Did either of you think that the cheetah was a typo or something? I thought the cheetah was weird to pull out at first. I was like, did I miss something? I really wondered actually for a while too. Like I stopped and did the math and realized, okay, this has to be Axe. But I could not remember when Axe picked up a cheetah morph. You know, I was sitting there going, Cheetah was on the cover, but Cheetah was on the cover of number 11, and those morphs didn't stick. Yeah. So I don't know when Axe picked up a Cheetah morph. Maybe he just made a uh, stop at the zoo one day. Went shopping? Yep. Went into the uh, big cat enclosure. No idea what you're implying. Accidentally accidentally set off an alarm and wound up trapped in a rhino cage. (laughs) No idea what you're fucking implying there. So, so going to pick up new morphs is shopping. Going to buy postcards 
not shopping. No. Okay. Good. Now I that think I have more that shopping card. is a thing. Yeah. I'd want to go shopping for morphs. Be like, hey. I feel like if you went to Rachel and you were like, let's go morph shopping, she'd be like, fuck yes. <laughs> yes. She probably fact, would. We're going to go do that. And then if Cassie had been like, and we're going to get up some postcards, it's okay, it's fine. After we go morph shopping, then we'll do some postcard shopping, it's fine. Everything would have been better. What do you think of Cassie's crush? This beat was a little weird for me, because like... She's cheating on Jake. It is not but cheating no, on Jake. she's not. She categorically is not. She finds so. this other person... She never even says attractive specifically. She says like Jake, which maybe means attractive. But really it's just like, huh, here's a human and he's friendly and I feel like being friendly toward him. Oh no, that's right. I'm in middle school. It's the end of the world. <laughs> that's very true. That is very true. It is very hard to understand that you can have crushes. Crushes are a thing. Or even just, even if it's not a crush, just like it's cool to be... It's cool to feel some sort of connect. Well, yes. Or like, it's cool to have some sort of connection with other humans without it being a romantic thing. Because nothing she says really feels like romance beyond just the, the drama of it. She did feel like she was very accusatory of herself, though. Yeah. For that. Yeah, I definitely started writing the term paper in my mind about how... Cassie and Jake's relationship is not as secure as Tobias and Rachel's because of this book. Or apparently as Ax and Marco's. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry, but Max, Max, there you go. There's That's the ship name. name. Uh, Marco and Ax. No, there's something about the fact that Cassie and Jake may not have been an item prior to book one, but like the feelings were there and everybody knew by book one. She didn't have a picture of him in her side table like Rachel did of Tobias, but... But my point being, like, that was the thing. Yeah. Everybody kind of knew that Cassie and Jake kind of liked each other. And we were 44 bucks in, and it is still, like, everybody kind of knows that they like each other, and they're hella awkward. Which I get teenage awkwardness and, like, introverts and all that bullshit, like... That's just somehow, that's just how it is. But it still is kind of like a weird. (sighs) It's weird that it's still so like, it can't be out in the open normalized. Yeah, there's a level about it that. Not to say that I feel like Tobias and Rachel's is everlasting, but there's something about Jake and Cassie's that I'm like, there's a hump that you haven't gotten over yet. That I think makes it feel more fleeting i don't know again term paper mind yeah who knows how real that is would their name be cake sure i mean in this context it would mean the cake is a lie that's a solid one so axe acquired the cheetah in book 37 thank you um what happened in book 37 that is the weakness that's the one where is that that's not the one where she gets split in half, it's the one after that. The one where Rachel is in charge. Oh, yes. yeah, okay. That's right, because they were gonna try to like grab the fastest morph they could to take down Visser 3 on land. That's right. I do remember this now. Thank you. 
You're welcome. It was going to like, bug me. No, I like that he has a battle morph Um, for those moments where they're like, maybe being an alien is not the best thing to be right now. Yeah. Let us be discreet like a cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Relatively. Compared to the other wild animals. Yeah. Yes. How are we feeling about the fact that these Yerks are maybe not getting super smart because they still haven't figured out their fucking kids or to, like, check a camera. But now they're bringing bug spray with them. I mean, I have come to accept that Yerk logic and human logic are very different. And maybe there's a certain amount of paranoia that is inherent to Yerk logic that makes rational decisions and rational assumptions harder. Like, what does Yerk Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes, look like? Other than, you know, a slug. a fucking hat. Forget Axe in a... Inching along with a hat. Forget Axe with a boomerang. I'm drawing a Yerk in a deerstalker. (laughs) Please do. I need this. I actually need this as a print. I want to start a children's book series about Discreta, the discreet cheetah now. Is that... The Sherlock that, uh, Holmes York thing? No, no, no. That's just, like, my brain landed on that, and now I can't move on. I can't even get to <laughs> York Lock Holmes. Hello, children. I'm going to read you today a story about plausible deniability. <laughs> <laughs> Starring our friend, the discreet <laughs> Sheena. <laughs> that's, that's what they do at politician school, I guess. You open that door. Are you sure you want to open that door? <laughs> no. You no. want to close it? You yeah, I'm going to close that one now. All Let's right. go back to, what was it, Sheryork? Sheryork Holmes. Which sounds like he's been knighted. For some reason, I'm giving him a monocle. I don't think Sherlock Holmes has ever Actually, had a monocle. Actually, every Yerk I've ever seen has, like in my brain, has a monocle. <laughs> every Yerk I've ever seen. Yes. In yes. my brain. Yes. No eyes, but a monocle. <laughs> yes. They wear it on the top of their head. It's really strange. There are Animal Crossing villagers. There's a rhino in my village who will occasionally put on sunglasses. But because rhino eyes are on the side and not forward-looking, whenever he wears sunglasses, they're just on top of his head, pointing straight (laughs) up with his eyes on the sides of his head. It's the funniest (laughs) shit. But also, he's so bad. Like, And it's not... The logic is not, oh yeah, dude, they're on my head. This is just how he wears. Anyway, sure your comb's nemesis is Morphiarity. Nice. That's solid. Are you Tim is now searching monocles on Amazon. <laughs> I have a uh, pocket I'm, watch. I'm going to have a monocle and a murder boomerang, and my name will be Discreta. Cheetah? Discreta Cheetah. I'm like cousin of Chester Cheetah. What do we think of Cassie's evaluation of the other people? The other animorphs? Like when she's talking about what they would be saying? And yeah, when she's going crazy and hearing, you know, voices in her head and all that stuff. It's pretty Which, accurate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she basically sticks to the catchphrases, so. Mm-hmm. That's valid. Except when I think she goes off a little bit harder than Rachel would have about murder being okay. Mm. Like. But I can also understand with the fact that Cassie's morality seems to be heavy as we're like, we're getting official accounts of like, I killed X amount of yeah whatever this round. Yeah. I can understand that. 
She does seem to be stacking up bodies. She just keeps a diary at home. Today's murder count. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she actually has one. I hope no one ever finds that without context. Yeah, seriously. That would be a strange conversation to have. Dear diary. Is this the point of live journals? I don't know if live journal was around at this point. (laughs) There was dead journal. I guess that would be more appropriate. (laughs) Later. Live journal uh, was founded in 1999. Or launched in 1999. So yes, it was around. Maybe she's putting that shit on the internet. I feel like if anyone has a live journal, it's Marco. Maybe. I don't know. This book, like, really solidifies that, like, Marco... Well, I guess he is, like, the more computer-savvy person, so I guess he would be more on the pulse about new things. (sighs) Are they all Neopets? Mm, Only Tobias and Rachel. Let's talk about the amputation shit. Or as I have grandfather amputation, what the fuck? Postcard. You know what? So I'm reading this and and they're talking about the infection and they're talking about how it's getting worse and they can't get anybody to come there. And I honestly had the thought, I'm glad I'm not there. I probably would have amputated his leg. (laughs) And then she talks about how she has to amputate his leg. And I was like, I'm a doctor. That's it. (laughs) I'm a genius. (laughs) No, please don't take medical advice from Tim. In this world where we're taking medical advice from everybody, please don't take medical advice from Deb. I'm telling you, he's not a doctor. He's a chicken. He's a chicken, I say. <laughs> I was very proud of myself for one time in my life being ahead of the story. <laughs> Let the record not. reflect on not this. Not the first time, but it is one of the few times. few times, yeah. I gotta say, like, if they come out of this alive with the earth still intact... Does she really need to go to medical school? Let's be honest. Yes, yes, she does. This is 2020. <laughs> we cannot joke about this. Medical okay, school. Fair. I'm sorry. I was not coming from that standpoint. I'm coming from the standpoint of like, she's pretty fucking badass. She's she done is. brain surgery and she's amputated a leg. Both of these things are true. And I know there are plenty of doctors out there who would make the joke oh, well, she could be a surgeon. Um, you don't need to be good at medicine for that, but I feel like medical school is important even for surgeons. I am not personally making fun of surgeons. Um, that's a mean thing doctors do, and I'm not a doctor. But, like, yes, please go to medical school, Cassie, if you want to be a doctor. Tim just listens to the Weird Al song, Like a Surgeon, on loop. Mm-hmm. That's his medical training. Mm-hmm. And I once properly diagnosed a guy in an animorphs book (laughs) out of out of fear too like it was like a like a goof in my brain like oh i probably would have cut his leg off i'm glad that's not me and then she cuts his leg off i was like ah i'll count it i'll take it as a win yes but would you have morphed into a hork bajir to do it if provided the opportunity Actually, I probably there's no doubt in my mind I would be a Nothlet. As what? <laughs> like, I, it doesn't matter. I would screw this up at some point. I'm not gonna lie, like, Tim. I, I swear, completely... I swear, 
The Andalite said two or three hours. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I would totally Alex it and be like, what are you talking about? I still got 30 minutes left. It's only been two and a half hours. I was going to say, I got to be honest, your your tendency for like Tim time. Yeah. 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 As shown by, oh, I don't know, today. <laughs> hey. Let's all show up at this time. Three hours later, we're starting because Tim arrived. And it, it would definitely be like a nothing mission related. You would have just had a chill day and been like, <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I'm fucking flying. I wonder what it's like to be a, to be a possum and just like hang out in trees yep. and eat mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. And then you'd be stuck. And not an Australian possum, not one of the cute ones. You'd be stuck as an American possum. I would be stuck as a duck because I tried to eat 200 locusts. No, what was the animal that you ran into that you had like a a confrontation? Oh, an armadillo. Yes. Yeah, I would just be be chilling with the armadillos. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'd have to turn into like a badass superhero murder armadillo. And I don't know even how that works. Of the things to be stuck as, I'm going to call armadillo one of the good ones. Yeah. I would ball up and like Alex would throw me at things. Fastball special. That's it. That's what I was trying to write. I couldn't remember what it was called. That was it. I got you, boo. Thank you. (laughs) I'm out of things. I'm out of things. (laughs) Meg's like, well, my first note on this book is... (laughs) So we read it (laughs) Adamorphs. I'm out of notes and alcohol. What do you guys have? Uh, about a quarter of a root beer. Yeah. Actually, my only note is turn into armadillo, be thrown at things. So. Oh, I, you wrote that while reading the book. Got it. Yeah. So I do want to say, while I don't, while I don't buy the whole, you know, triangle of this book, Yami is pretty great. Yes. Like. And I feel like the, the the surgery scene is the best example of this. This kid is just unfazed by anything. <laughs> and yeah. what maybe starts as sort of that we're going to we're going to do tropey uh indigenous peoples have mystical knowledge stuff early on. Like then we see him walk in and she's morphed a full ass alien and he just rolls with it like he's shocked by a lot in this scene it's not that he's unfazed but he just goes about what needs to happen and you know he trusts her easily uh best character in the story is the dog Man, there was a moment that I was like, if they kill this fucking dog, oh, and I, I had that same that moment. They, had, they killed this fucking dog, I'm going to actually not be okay. If they kill this dog, I'm going to John Wick this story, and I don't even know how. <laughs> I'm going to jump in the page. But yeah, I had that same thought. Now I'm picturing Cassie morphed Hork Bajir just taking down the entire York Empire to avenge this dog. <laughs> Honestly. I'm down for it. Yep. Yeah. We should write that book. I'm down for that book. And then Alex will only read the first chapter of the book because it's just a story about Cassie. And I'll her read. Dog. I'll read this book that I have just read <laughs> and stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor John Wick. 
shortest movie ever. <laughs> it's a great short film about a man who overcomes loss by getting a dog. Yeah. And then he gets in a car and it fades to black at the end. And then somehow it ends up on our Baba Yaga radar and we go, hmm, that's nice. <laughs> Anything else we want to talk about in the unexpected? Um, no dumpsters. There are no dumpsters in this book. Nope. Um, in case the whole, where are they, question wasn't somehow settled at this point. Definitely West Coast, if it's only a 14 to 16 hour flight to Sydney. Can we also throw in the fact that I've never been to South Dakota? I counted how many states I've been to last week. It's 33. South Dakota is on the list of the 17 I haven't been to. I don't believe South Dakota and Australia sound alike. That I'm getting from the knowledge that I've seen Fargo, which is in one of the Dakotas. I don't remember which one, but North, I think that makes sense. Still doesn't seem like the same accent. I also don't think there's a desert in South Dakota. No, there are not either of these things. You are I think correct. I've been to 11 states. Is that counting confusion and inebriation? 13 states. 13 One of those states. you live in, you can't count it. <laughs> well, I counted the state, the other state that I live in. That's okay. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's all I got for this one. Anything else, Tim? No. All right. Alex. Hit us with those animal facts. All right, so I am I am attributing this one to CNET, although I know this article showed up in a bunch of places because when I went to find the link I read earlier today, couldn't. Um, I think the original article uh, goes back to the Miami Herald. Uh, scientists in... Uh, Various different parts of Africa. This article mentions ranchers in South Africa. Um, but I think the article I read earlier mentioned Botswana. Um, and hey, there's a co-author from the University of New South Wales in Sydney. So this is timely. Uh, have been studying a new technique to avoid uh, predation of cattle. Um, cows, if you are not familiar with them, are not very bright, are not very fast, and have lots of predators, as it would happen. And I am sending the two of you a picture at the moment, uh, as I describe the technique that these, these researchers have employed, because there are... There are naturally occurring sorts of camouflage that you see in specific insects like butterflies and different kinds of flowers, wherein faces that aren't the animal's actual faces appear, you know, coloration patterns on wings. Scientists have tried drawing eyes on the posteriors of cattle to scare off predators. There have been three test groups, one with eyes, one with crosses, and one left, let's say, unadorned. Uh, the group with eyes 
saw no deaths over the course of the study. The group with crosses saw limited uh, predation compared to the third group, which saw, you know, 15, 16 deaths in a group of about 500. So, drawing eyes on your cow's butts to scare off predators seems to work. Okay. So what you're saying, and what I'm getting from this is, is that I will be safer if I have eyes on my butt. Yes. Only if they're googly eyes, though. I am going to get googly eyes for my butt. What is that brand of of jeans that has, like, bedazzled pockets on the back? Can you just bedazzle them, but they're all eyes, so your butt looks like a spider? Um, googly eyes. Get some big googly eyes. Okay. We put them on plants. I really expected more laughs to the fake eyes drawn on cows' butts that I sent you to. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was laughed. a little disappointed. I laughed. I am now very much like Tim is now pricing six packs of giant googly eyes on Amazon. We need to take your phone away while we're recording. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> I am going to get butt googly eyes. I do have to, like, do you get these packages and then you're like, what the fuck was this about? No, I'm very, very, <laughs> I, I do not forget why I ordered Amazon products. Tim keeps a diary. <laughs> Good to know. That is all of, One all of his... how many people I murdered today. <laughs> versus how many creatures I murdered today. Do Can I say, though, that the, the picture of the cow eye butt thing, terrifying. So Tim like, Tim would not murder a cow. I would not. With butt eyes. Not. Yeah, with butt eyes. I just got the, the, what is it, Simpsons, the revolving door where they go in and then like immediately turn around and go out. That's yep. Tim. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's me. Except I don't know why the cow with butt eyes would be indoors. It's just the image that I had. It it's could be a, you in a field. A, with Actually, it probably a was door. you in a field that was just like walking and turning around. There, sure, there there's are, a door. There's also a coat rack. I don't know. There's no wall whatsoever. Nope. Nope. Just the revolving door that yep. I choose to go through. Because 100%, no, 100% without any question, if I was in a field, no barrier on either side of the revolving door, I would still go through the revolving oh, door. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. It's because a fairy trap. I don't I'm know. going through the fucking door. I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of electric fence or something. One of those ultrasonic fences. Tim, you're not wearing a collar. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Maybe this is a fancy one. Maybe I don't need a collar. Maybe someone embedded a chip in my head last night. We've all seen Jurassic Park. Yeah. I saw someone point out on Twitter this week that as big as those doors were, they always meant for the dinosaurs to get out. And... Never had that thought. Capitalism. I don't man. think you're wrong. <laughs> oh. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, the, the, the dinosaur sized doors pretty much make it obvious what you were planning. I'd never I... put two and two together. I wish I could remember who tweeted it because they deserve credit. Yep. Absolutely. But uh that was never meant to hold those dinosaurs. 
If we find the tweet, we will retweet it and give them credit. Let's just to bait for some uh, snacks for those dinosaurs. I'm trying to think of the logical reasons why the doors would be that big. Like, I guess to take them to the veterinarian that's on site because they couldn't, what, they couldn't come put through them on the a doors? leash and walk them through. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, they're the exterior. It's the exterior gate. The the dinosaurs theoretically, the vet would be on staff. How many? How many other places is that dinosaur-focused veterinarian gonna need to make house calls? It's like Ela Nubar like, or I don't know, maybe, Reptar on Ice. You have to. Maybe they were hoping to sell dinosaurs. You have to. You can't say the word vet in front of the dinosaur because then he'll go hide under the bed. You have to spell it out V E T, or else he knows where we're going. It's just a whole mess. <laughs> Yeah. My dog. Okay. So the apartment I moved into has carpet and we haven't had carpet and we've had like a rug and stuff, but we haven't had carpet for five or six years. I don't remember how long. And my dog, I don't remember what we were doing, but my dog immediately got scared and ran under the bed. I was like, you are 10 fucking years old. It's been like five or six fucking years since we have carpet. Why is this still your first instinct? Where did this come from? He saw a scary movie. It was Sweeney Todd, the Demon Berber of Fleet Street. He is, he is right now outside the odd, outside the oddly sized Chihuahua sized door. Yeah, yeah, you missed that. Where I heard Charlie sniffing, I opened the door and I couldn't find him. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, "Fuck! I have another ghost." And then I found him. And then he tried to herd me downstairs for about ten minutes. <laughs> I'm trying to find this picture of a plant with googly eyes. <sighs> You're going right. to find a bunch of pictures of a boat with googly eyes here real soon. I'm sorry, did you say butt or boat? I mean, aren't I... they the same, according to Nemo? <laughs> I said butt, but now I'm going to go find boats and add googly eyes to them. Boaty McBoat face? Candidate <laughs> <Yeah>. number one. <laughs> All right. So the next book is called, well, before we get into that, we'll give, Tim, what are your predictions before we tell you? Uh, I, I already read what the name of the next book is. You're not what supposed to it? fucking do that. Yeah, but I did. It's the revelation. I, I, You're not supposed to be getting all like, it's hitting your teen years in rebellion you, right now. You didn't hide the book list channel in Discord. <laughs> oh, that's fucking right. All right. Never mind. My bad. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Um, okay, so this one will be a Marco book. So Marco's mom comes back. Boom. That's it? That's always no, I, your guess when it's a Marco book. I know book. it is, 100%. Um, the uh, revelation being that she's still alive. If it had been anybody else... That is such a boring prediction. The revelation would have been some Elemist stuff. Marco's mom comes back. The revelation is she's a zombie. Yeah. That would have been better. Otherwise undead. The revelation being that she's still alive. That is a boring prediction. Well, I mean, like, that's what happens in the book, so. No, you don't know that. I mean, I don't, but. We pretty much already know that she's still alive because we know what campaign she went to run oh wait actually we know the andalite won that campaign never mind we don't know that she's still alive taylor mentioned in the last book that that campaign was a disaster for them oh 
like that was I was about to oh, say. Okay, she, I was about to say, you, wait, did I miss something? Did I accidentally let a spoiler through? She became a DM. A dungeon master? Yeah. Man, I read the best dungeon master like thing the other day. Not the point right now. Which Visser do you think is the best dungeon master? <laughs> not three. Three can't not handle. Three. If you do yeah. not follow his storyline, he is going to throw a fit. I actually feel like, I mean, Taylor's a sub Visser, but I feel like Taylor is a pretty good choice. You definitely want a rogue on your team because there will be lots of traps. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that was animal facts and they were wonderful. I, I do have a PSA. Can I throw in an yes. animal PSA? Sure. Uh, this is not a big enough thing to take its own animal fact section, uh, or sorry, segment. But this is an article from The Takeout dated August 12th. Uh, also, in a PSA, filed to Meg's favorite category, moose. Yes. Fuck yes. What are we talking about? Today in things we can't believe we have to say. Moose doll. Don't feed him. Don't feed a moose your pizza. I would share everything with the moose. Well, then it's a good thing I'm fucking telling you this. <laughs> um, because this article references a tweet um, from a park ranger uh, at JCOS Ranger Bin on Twitter, who tweeted, "Took a report of visitors trying to pet and feed a moose pizza in Clear Ki- Clear Creek Canyon on Sunday." Please don't approach wildlife for, wildlife for any reason. Moose can be extremely dangerous. Save the pizza for the rangers. Then there's I also found the cutest. So it's not s- moose specifically pizza. That's what I was wondering. Well, they tried to. These people tried to feed pizza to the moose. This is the, file this one in my case too. Don't fuck with buffalo. <laughs> yeah. A thing and which if you do apparently we drop to the ground. Yeah. Play dead. While we Play were on hiatus, more people fucked with Buffalo. We told you not to. Um, don't. If you give a moose some za, he's gonna, I don't know, try to gut you. Y'all are making all the moose dolls now. That's what I'm doing from now on. Making moose dolls. My life is gonna be complete. After I finish this sweater. <laughs> we were working actually on your predictions, Tim. That's what we when we actually had moved on from you can cut that animal fat wherever you want and uh, the googly eyes um you gonna try to get any more specific than Marco's mom's coming back by which we mean Tim get more specific okay Marco's mom comes back as the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Marco's mom comes back from the Tim. space war she's running. Yes. In yes. space. Okay, all right. Timothy. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Marco's mom comes back from the space war that she's running in space. And she has to, it turns out that she has fallen in love with this wealthy alien but she has to go back to alabama because she's still married to a guy in alabama because tim's doing sweet home alabama (laughs) oh jesus christ (laughs) 
I was waiting for 27 dresses personally, but uh, I'll take Sweet Home Alabama here. I'm going to remind you that this is going to be book 45 of a 54 book series. Okay, so it's 45 dresses instead of 27. (laughs) Yes, because what we haven't seen, the big reveal in this one is that in every book, Marco wears a different dress. We are 45 books in, not including all the extra books, and I still keep hoping that you guys take this fucking serious. <laughs> the, uh, Marco's oh. mom comes back and she's the CEO of Jinko. Fine. Fine. I'm fucking done. Fine. Sure. Whatever. There's no point in trying to do predictions with this book series. But you say there's no point in trying to do predictions, but then you also cheat and look at the title ahead of time. That was a cheating. You gave me a book list. <laughs> didn't we didn't expect, expect you to actually read look it. at it. <laughs> it was for our own education. <laughs> Do you know what we're reading after 45? Uh, I saw it earlier, but I don't remember now. We get an entire book called Elemis Bullshit. Oh, wait. No, I thought that was... Is that after 45? I don't know. That's what Alex told me earlier, but maybe. Oh, no. I thought there was a a couple more books before we got there. I'm pretty sure it's after 45. It may be. I don't have this. Maybe I just looked at it wrong. Maybe I need to. I'm scared to look at the book list now. I'm looking. Uh, (laughs) Oh, it's after. You lied to me. I misremembered. It had been a week since I looked at it. It is not after I... 45. It is after 47. Yeah, that's Went what I thought. I thought that open was a it, more. and you told me, no, it's after 45. I truly thought it was. <sighs> okay, fine. Well, that's good, because I think 45 ends on a cliffhanger. So. But no, I do not remember the name of the book after the revelation. Now, wasn't the last book with Marco and Marco's mom the one that ended on a cliffhanger? Yes, because it was... Or she was actually hanging from a cliff. That's it. That's the joke. Yep. (laughs) I need to, I guess, look at your fucking face before I respond to shit. I even made the meme dog face. No. I saw the face after I responded. (laughs) That should just be my my image on the website. It should just be me going... Tim laughs okay. every time I do it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> He's such an easy mark. This week, we do not have any new reviews. We do not have any new questions or anything like that. Um, we do have a couple of cool things coming up that are not necessarily book reading related. Um, we are going to talk about the one and only Ivan in an off episode because it is out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Go watch it if you haven't seen it yet. Go buy the book if you don't own it yet. Go support Applegate as much as you can, please. Um, And hopefully a few other things coming down the pipe, but I think that is the more pressing one. Yes, the other one, watch our Twitter for the announcement. How's that? Alternamorse is coming back at some point. At some point. I'll spoil it. That was not the one I was thinking of. Yeah, it was, that wasn't I, the one I was thinking of. It wasn't, but I'm not, gonna, okay. I'm not going to throw anything out there into the universe that's going to make eh, that fine. end up not happening. That's fine. 
All right. Uh, do we want to get into any shout outs? Anything you want to promote? Anything going on? Um, I will mention a thing. I don't actually know when it's supposed to happen. Hell, one of you might. Um, whenever the virtual version of Dragon Con happens, I am moderating one of the panels for the comics track. Uh, we pre-recorded it over the weekend. It went very well. I'm very uh, excited to listen to it. It is an interview with Stefan Frank, who was the supervising animator on The Iron Giant and an assistant animator on the first movie I re ever remember seeing in theaters, Fievel Goes West. Um, and it is not about that at all. It is about his comic book work. We met that guy last year. Yes. And he is super cool. Spoiler alert, he's still super cool. <laughs> Good to know he hasn't changed. Nope. Anything else to promote? Shoutouts? Did you say that'll be through their Discord? How will that how will we view that? Uh I think on I think the, I think all the virtual panel links are dropping through Facebook, but there may Facebook, be okay. YouTube as well. Uh I don't know. I don't know. You haven't quite gather um, how but, dragon con's doing their stuff because it seems more locked down than any other convention so. it's i'm sure we can share a link through the twitter feed though right? yeah like i know i know that there are layers of control that things go through and i know like there's a digital media track that's kind of doing some of their own stuff but i don't know as we get more yeah. information we'll drop it Let's see when is this episode dropping speaking of the first thank you okay so that means that judging book covers will be back next week yay yay very excited for that lots of exciting things going on over there including joining the network so hey if you want to go hear me and stephanie talk about a mystery book in brooklyn go check it out do it all right tim anything to plug We've lost Tim to Amazon. No, I'm thinking. Uh, I did arson last week. Hang on. Do you want to choose those words a little differently? <laughs> <laughs> no. I promoted the podcast no. arson, which is spelled differently. <laughs> oh, I've said too much. Thankfully, we never let on what states we're in. Uh, between go to between the Tim doing arson and all these murder <laughs> boomerangs. Go listen to the podcast, Arson. It's very good. All right. Tim occasionally likes to dress up as Toucan Sam and go kill people. He's a serial killer. <laughs> I'm really fucking cutting that. Jesus <laughs> Christ. We'd like to thank Red Spinks for our show art. And hey, guess what? The day we're recording this is the day before their birthday. So happy birthday, Red. You can check out more of their work by supporting their Patreon or visiting Chaos Does Art on Instagram. If you're interested in getting some cool art, email red at c.spinks.animator at gmail.com. Peep our social meds at Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyerk at gmail.com. Our website is 
mindsetyerk.com. And you spell yerk, Y-E-E-R-K. If you like us and want to help us out, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, which is no longer Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. If we are not on your podcatcher of choice, please let us know. Google Play is part of YouTube Music now? Yes, I keep getting notifications and I need to get rid of Google Play. And then my podcast will not be on Google Play anymore. And I said, that's fine. I'd listen to it mostly on Spotify anyways. Yeah. I already did the stuff to fix it, so. Yeah. We are up to you, Alex. Somebody stop me. Stop. The two tourist planes buzzed overhead. I'm Megan. My name is Alex. And I'm Tim. And until then, we fight. Oh, so I just Googled Drop Bear. God damn it, Tim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ruined it. Yeah. I was going to do this on air, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that they didn't talk about them. <sighs> you ruined the bit. Yeah. I'm so mad. <laughs>